Hi, I'm Robert Flutie. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're having a great day. I created this podcast series out of the intent and purpose of being a vision coach. I've spent a considerable part of my professional career actually guiding, counseling, and helping and assisting people in the process of being able to build and construct the life that they want. The vast majority of those efforts have been in a professional sense, representing people who are experts in a particular area, such as home decor, design, fashion, beauty, being a chef, health, wellness, fitness, have all been categories in which I've worked with people who are well-known, established leaders in those particular spaces. Today, I want to talk about living the life that you want and that you deserve. And more specifically, talking about how the life that you have currently is the life that you've created and being able to take a look at it and to make a determination as to whether or not the life that you have and that you've created is the life that you want to continue to have. And if it is, then great. Let's talk about and look at where we can continue to build upon that. And if it's not, then let's talk about what it is that's getting in the way of your ability to do that. And when I talk about your life, I'm not talking about the totality of your life. I'm talking about areas of your life. Because as a whole, I regard myself to be incredibly happy and satisfied and fulfilled. There are areas in my life that are amazing. There are other areas in my life that are good, but I'd like to be better. But when I look at my life and I look at myself... I find that I'm in a place where I'm really happy. I feel like I'm on the right path. I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. And more importantly, I feel like I'm doing things that support the declarations that I'm making to get me to the places that I want to be. So there are so many areas in anyone's life that they can look at where they may say, you know, my life's pretty good, but there's this one area that I would love to be better, or it hasn't really been performing at the level that I'd like it to. So... How do I make that happen in a way that actually brings me the kind of joy and happiness that I'm looking for? And in order to do that, I think we have to agree on a very fundamental principle here. The life that you have is the life that you've created, period. We'll take as an example relationships. You may say, well, okay, to some extent I see and understand that the life I have is the life that I've created, but... My relationship with my partner is not so great. It's not operating at a high level of intimacy. It's not operating on a high level of connection. It's not operating on a level of providing me with what it is that I feel that I'd like in my relationship with this person. And while all those things may be true, the part that's also true is that The things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, starting with how it is that you talk to yourself about the relationships that you're in, have set you up to actually be exactly where you are. So rather than talk in sort of like high concept, esoteric terms, we'll talk in more pragmatic, everyday terms. I was married for 22 years, and for a good portion of those 22 years, I walked around essentially bitching and moaning and complaining about how the relationship was not what I wanted. I wasn't blaming anybody per se. I'm sure if you asked my ex-wife, she'd say that I put a lot of blame on her. And I understand that that was her experience. And I'm sure that I said certain things and I acted in certain ways that supported her experience. That wasn't 
something that I was consciously doing, but I'm aware of the fact that my relationship for 22 years and the parts of those 22 years that weren't fulfilling to me happened because of the decisions that I made in that process. There's nothing earth-shattering and new about that information. What is fairly new, and I would deem to be earth-shattering in this conversation, is that I would walk around saying that I want a relationship with my previous spouse to look and feel a certain way, but I wasn't showing up as a person who actually supported that declaration. So there's a lack of accountability and integrity in that, right? I can say that I want things to be a certain way, but then there has to be the ability for me to show up to support that. And in the absence of that, I get what I ultimately got. Same thing holds true for the relationship I had after my marriage. I was engaged to a woman. We dated for three years. We were engaged plus or minus, let's just say for the sake of this discussion, let's average it out. If you take the breakups and the ring coming back and the ring going back and the ring coming back, let's just say it averaged out to be six and a half months. In the six and a half months of that relationship, of being engaged in that relationship, I spent a considerable amount of time fantasizing at a very high level of what it is that I wanted in my relationship. And where the breakdown began to occur in that relationship, at least for me in my experience, is in that I would say that I wanted things to be a certain way, and when I went to execute them, I wasn't honest about my intentions. I was kind of like checking in and going through the motions, and the result that I was getting were so outside of my control that I couldn't understand why things were deteriorating. Put another way, there was a level of responsibility that I wasn't taking by being honest in how I wanted to fit into that relationship relative to where I wanted that relationship to go. So the same thing holds true for all of us. We have an idea of what it is that we want. And part of the equation that tends to be missing when we take a look at what it is that we want is we don't factor ourselves into that process. We don't actually sit and say that this is what I want and I'm committed to achieving fantastic results in my relationship because that's what I want, what ends up doing is we bail out on that process. We think that just simply saying it's enough. And now some of you would argue like, oh, this is so simple. I mean, of course, relationships are hard work and relationships take effort. Yes, that's true. And I'm not saying that relationships can be hard work and relationships can take a tremendous amount of effort. What I'm saying is that from your perspective, from where you sit, and taking a look at your relationship and where it is today or where it's been in the past and what it is that you've been trying to achieve and to obtain starts with you and who you are and what you're about and how you feel about yourself and the words that you say to yourself on a day-to-day basis because words matter. Words not only matter to what you say to people in front of you, words matter to what you say to yourself. And you can't live a life where you're feeling great about yourself, where at any point in time during the course of a day or a week or a month or a year, you engage in dialogue with yourself that doesn't reinforce the notion that you're a great person or that you have great expectations that you're capable of achieving because you want them and you deserve them. 
And I call that the process of bailing out. We bail out on ourselves so many times during the course of a day, we don't even realize it. You know, we may say, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Or, oh my goodness, I didn't mean to do that. Or, you know, even just in slang terms, you know, you hear younger people saying, oh, that's my B. You know, when you talk to yourself in ways that subconsciously begins to limit your ability, the outcome of your efforts will also be limited. So you can't create something that's magnificent and amazing and powerful when you come and operate from a place of limiting belief. And limiting belief isn't, oh, I don't think I deserve to be loved. Or limiting belief isn't, oh, I don't deserve to have an amazing relationship. Or, oh, it isn't, I don't deserve to have an extraordinary life. That's not it at all. Limiting belief is a limitation on what you are deserving of having in your own life. If at some point in time in your life, you picked up a message through an experience that you had that you are not worthy or deserving or capable of having the things in your life that you deserve, then everything that you do will have a limitation placed beyond it. And the process of letting go and the process of being able to come to terms with the fact that you are an amazing human being and that you are capable of having things that you desire is attached to your ability to let go. And what is it that you need to let go of or want to let go of or have to let go of in order to get to that place? Well, it's the limitation. It's the kinds of things that you say to yourself that set you up to make the space in which you're trying to grow into smaller. You cannot have an extraordinary relationship with a partner or a friend or a business colleague or an associate if you go into it thinking that there's any potential for that relationship to not work out. And the only place in which you can look to to determine whether or not a relationship can or cannot work out is yourself. Because you know now that when you say and make a declaration that you want an amazing relationship, you have to show up as the best version of yourself, believing that you are the best version of yourself and believing that you're going to bring the best version of yourself into that relationship. Then you begin to act in accordance with and as if you are capable of having an amazing relationship. And guess what? It's not rocket science. It's no surprise. There's no magic potion here. You will begin to have an amazing relationship. And there are a lot of people who have had relationships that have gotten out of their relationships who have said, oh, you know, once I stopped thinking this way, I began to attract people into my life that were aligned with the kind of relationship that I want to have. Yes, that's true. But you know what? You can also have amazing relationships with people that you're currently not in synchronicity with today, beginning by you telling yourself that you deserve to have an amazing relationship with that person if that's in fact what you want. So get real. Get honest. There is nothing wrong with loving somebody and making a determination that their state of being, the way that they are, doesn't work for you. That's not a failure. That's not abandonment. That's not giving up. That's not deciding that you don't want to put in the time, energy, and effort. That's you getting real with yourself and making a decision about whether or not you truly have the capacity to accept who you are. Because the minute that you accept who you are, you begin to see people very differently and then you begin to attract people very differently to you. They may be the same physical person that you've known in the past, but the way they show up for you begins to become very different. What do you think therapy is about? You go to therapy in order to shift perspective. You go to therapy in order to open up your understanding and your ability to see and comprehend information in a different way. Some people mistake therapy with a exercise of changing behavior. 
That's bullshit, people. Behavior doesn't change. People don't change. Nothing about me after 55 years is really going to change. I am who I am. I do what I do. And I see things the way I see them based on the belief systems that I carried into my life. And if I want my belief systems to affect change in my life so that I can see things different in my life, I have to begin to see something different in my life that is the core principle of how I see the world. And the core principle of how I see the world is how I see myself. If I see myself as broken or damaged or weak or incapable, then I will only attract damaged and broken and weak and incapable people into my life. Not a judgment. It's just simple energy. It's simple awareness. It's simple acknowledgement. And, you know, we can sit and mince words and people can say to me, oh, you know, you're talking at a very high level, the secret Oprah-esque type of understanding. And I say to you, wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is that we abandon ourselves on a daily basis. We actually give up on who we are. And in doing that, we find reason to validate that story by bringing in people and inviting in circumstances and situations that continue to reinforce the notion that that's not going to work. That's not going to happen. And our accountability to ourselves is where it all begins to unravel and the gravel underneath our feet begins to crumble and loosen. Because when you're honest with yourself about who you are and what you're about, then guess what? People will respect that. You'll respect yourself and you'll begin to have the things in your life that you want as a part of who you are as an individual and as a human being. So the life you have is the life that you created. True or false? True. You can't dispute it or argue it or debate it to be any other way. You can't sit and tell me that the loveless, sexless marriage that you're in or relationship that you're in is not something that you created. And while I have tremendous sympathy and understanding and compassion for people who are in abusive relationships or who are kind and loving and good people that happen to be in situations where their experiences are being mistreated, then I would say, well, who's creating that? Now, you know, before you go, you know, blowing up the phones and calling, you know, humanitarian missions and nonprofits to, you know, tell people that I suck, just hear me out for half a second. The idea that comes with the commitment to stay in relationships where you are not experiencing and receiving the highest degree of happiness and love and comfort comes from one source only, and that source is yourself. No one who loves themselves, no one who respects themselves, no one who is honest about themselves will ever find themselves in situations where they're willing to continue to create situations that don't align with that level of self-love. It's just not possible. And if you don't subscribe to that notion, fine, that's great. I don't really have any skin in the game here as to whether or not you believe that or choose to believe it or embrace it or not. I'm just asking you to consider for one second here that in order to affect the kinds of things in your life that you want to have, the person you have to be most honest with is yourself. And I'll take this back one more time to an example that I had in my personal life. So I was engaged. I was in a relationship. We had a falling out. Um, there were issues that were coming up for me. A lot of them had to do with my own sense of self-need and self-worth and self-respect. And instead of being honest with myself and saying, hey, I'm feeling really shitty about myself and I really don't know if I can commit to being in this relationship on the level that I need to be, I kind of put 90% in, convincing myself that 90% is going to be okay. 
And guess what? 90% of the relationship is what showed up to me. And the 10% of the relationship that didn't show up for me that would have made it 100% turned out to be 10% of the relationship that caused the relationship to fail and fall apart. Because I wasn't honest with myself. Because I wasn't real. Because I lied to myself and then ultimately to my fiance. And the funny story here is that in large part, I'm having this moment where I'm putting together a podcast and talking to people because of that experience, right? So we all go through certain things and we come to a certain place in our life where we feel, hey, you know what? I want to share this information. If I can be of service and I want to help people, then this could be my vehicle. This could be my source. This could be my outlet. Sure. This person in my life who we'll call Kay, she and I had lunch several, several weeks ago. And I told her I was doing a podcast and I detected immediately her energy was kind of reactive. And for a second, I kind of gave up on myself and went into self-doubt and, you know, almost let the whole idea of creating a podcast go out the window because I was investing so much in what somebody else thought about me because I did not believe that I was worth having a podcast. I turned and I said, so you don't see this, do you? And she's like, no, I really don't. And I'm like, oh, why is that? And, you know, she said to me, she's like, well, it's hard for me to see and understand how you are going to sit around and dole out advice and give people perspective when for three years I've asked you to show up in that way and you never did. And it's hard for me not to personalize it. And I heard that and I understood it. And it was very like mind altering in one moment and at the same time, very comforting because it validated the notion that I was being honest with myself because being honest with myself in that moment in time meant putting myself out to the world in a way that allowed me to be vulnerable and open and communicative about my experiences in an effort to try to share that with people who can also benefit from that because that was my intent and my purpose. I'm not here to give relationship advice. I'm not here to give financial advice. I'm not here to tell you how to run your business. I'm not here to tell you who your friends should be. I'm here to tell you how you should be to yourself. That process of self-awareness is the cornerstone of creating the life that you want. There is absolutely no way around it. There are ways to avoid it. There are ways to ignore it. There are ways to make believe that it doesn't exist, but then you are only going to get those results that are in congruence and in alignment with ignoring and making believe that your self-awareness doesn't matter. When we all now know that knowing who you are and being honest with yourself is the fundamental precept of which all things in your life are then created and built upon. And, you know, without casting judgment on other people, take a look around you and ask yourself the question, when that person behaves in a certain way, are they being honest with themselves? And if the answer to that question is no, and yes, that's a judgment that you would be making, but it's based on observations of information that is being handed to you by that individual, you can then say, well, it's no wonder that their life is heading in that direction because I don't believe that that person is being honest. And the reason I don't believe that person is being honest because the things that they say they want is not aligning with the things that they're getting in their life. So something is not matching up. So call it one plus one is an equaling two or call it two plus two is an equaling four. But you have a given built-in mechanism to know and understand inconsistencies that occur in life. And you have to use those same skill sets and that same level of understanding and competency when you apply it to your own life. You cannot get to the place that you want to be and deserve to be without starting off with the self-awareness of who you are, how you show up every day, the commitment that you've made, the integrity that you hold, and the words that you use in how you move forward in your life. 
So this is podcast number one, and not everything changes overnight, and not everything is going to yield the result that you're looking for in an instant, which means that you have to be honest with yourself about how it's going to take some time to actually get yourself to a place where you see things differently about who you are, and then give yourself the opportunity to allow things to begin to show up in your life to be in alignment with the way that you want them to be. Remember, Human behavior doesn't change. You can read all the books. You can go to all the therapy. You can go to all the seminars. You can sit and you can meditate all day long asking for things to change. And guess what? Ain't going to change. What is capable of changing is the way that you see things. That's what's capable of change. Your perception on who you are and what the world looks like comes from your understanding of who you are and what you're about. So if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've been on the search for some sort of information that will give you the ability to actually find the answers that you've been looking for to get to the place that you want to be. Great. Now you're here and we can begin. The things that you need to do, the things that you would probably benefit the most greatly from is the ability to forgive yourself. The ability to say that you are a great person, that you are someone who's smart, somebody who's intelligent, that somebody who is seeking to become and to grow into the human being that you desire to be. This is a great first step. This is the step that most of us don't get taught at a young age. This is the step that most of us don't get reinforced as we're growing older. This is the step that tends to get diluted and pushed into the background of all the everyday bullshit that goes on as we grow older and get an education and start families and achieve financial success and then try to balance it out with all the things that are going on in the world like raising children and starting businesses and showing up to work and planning our future and taking care of our parents or our grandparents or our siblings or whomever it is that you've dedicated yourself to takes away a lot of time, energy, and effort, and it pulls off of who you are, and it takes away from your chance and opportunity to remind yourself on a daily basis that you're an amazing human being who has tremendous potential to achieve everything in life that you both want and deserve. And so that's where we're starting. I made a determination in my life that I wanted to make myself available and to be of service to people who are seeking the opportunity to take their lives in a direction that is in alignment with and a reflection of what it is they want to create. And to do that, I have decided that I want to make myself available to people. I want to make myself available to people so that the love that I have for myself and the compassion that I have found for myself and the forgiveness that I have afforded myself allows me to act in a manner that supports other people in their ability to find that same degree of clarity. And that is why I started this podcast. The podcast and everything that will grow and emanate from it supports my declaration, my intent and my purpose of being of service, of being able to be present as Robert, to be present as someone who checks in with himself on a daily basis, on a regular basis on who I am as a human being and who I am in what I'm trying to create for myself. I hope that in some portion of this podcast today, you've touched upon some areas that resonated with you and that have made sense to you. And it's great if it did. And if it didn't, I just invite you to come back and listen some more and to just give it an opportunity to begin to shape your perspective in some way, shape, or form that brings upon the opportunity for you to see things differently. And it's work and it's effort. But it's so worth it because at the end of the day, the person who's rewarded the most from that is you. 
you will achieve happiness and you will achieve success and you will achieve the ability to have a loving, amazing, passionate, filled everything in your life when you allow yourself to actually experience those things from within you. And this is the thing that so many self-help life coach experts and human potential influencers talk about. It sounds a bit esoteric and it's out there in this like woo-woo space, but you cannot love someone else more than you love yourself. Just think about that. Thank you for joining me. Please visit my website, robertflutie.com. You'll be able to schedule time to talk to me on a one-on-one personal basis. I'd be happy to talk to you, connect with you, listen to your questions, be a part of your journey. I'm committed to your personal growth and I'm committed to seeing you have the life that you want, that you deserve. And I am thankful and I'm grateful and I am blessed that you've invited me into this journey. I look forward to seeing you, hearing from you and being a part of that journey. Thank you. Have a great day.